What's up and welcome to the Very Best Self Podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. All right, welcome back, you guys. Hi, I'm so happy that you're here. I feel like I've been starting a lot of these episodes this way with just thanking you. I'm happy that you're here, and it means a lot to me that you're here. Today is going to be just like I don't. I want to say a super easy episode. When I say easy, it's because uh, I love today's guest. Uh, she's a dear friend. Her name is Callie House, and she is an instructor in Washington D.C. at SoulCycle. And I just, she's just someone that I really, truly grew to love. I just love and adore who she is. She's one of like the most, to me, like one of the most genuine, kind people. She just is who she is. Um, And I don't know. I just, I really, like I said, love and adore her. So she's going to share her story today. She's going to share kind of the things that she's been through um, to get to where she is and kind of where it is that she may or may not be headed. So without further ado, we'll just hop right into it. So here we go. All right, you guys, we are back and I'm so pumped to be back because I have one of my like favorite humans on today. I've got <laughs> Callie House in the house. What's up, girl? <laughs> Hi, Victoria. Thank you so much for having me. You're so funny. You're one of the only people who always calls me by my full name. I can't believe that people don't always call you by your full name. I actually find that so shocking. Like really? the name Callie House is like the coolest freaking name. If I were you, I would only, only, only ever introduce myself as Callie House. I, maybe okay. I will from here on out. It's just always. I always just picture you and can hear you saying my name always. Yeah. So I guess maybe it comes from me being when I was in high school. I only went by Tori, and a lot of people don't know that. So like, if someone comes up to me and they're like, "Oh, hey, Tori," or like they they refer to me as Tori, then I'm like, "Oh, you're like an OG friend. Like you've been we've been friends since like I was a kid." So it's interesting because for whatever reason, I didn't plan it in high school. I was always Tori Brown. Just, I was one of those double name people. Yeah, I was always Tori Brown. I was never Tori. It's funny because I feel like the people for me who are OG, they call me Callie, but a lot of people in my later life call me Cal because of Instagram. So it's it's just interesting. Yeah, it it is interesting. Yeah, (laughs) but maybe that's why. So yeah, you're definitely Callie House to me. Uh, And yeah, a little backstory on that. I was Tori for elementary school, middle school, and high school. And then when I got to college, or sorry, college as well. And then I, when I moved to LA, I was like, you know what? I was like, Victoria is actually a really pretty name and I've never gone by my actual name. And I was like, I think I'm going to, I'm going to change it up. So I did. Yeah, that's the the backstory on that. But Callie and I became friends uh, in Washington, Mm D.C., and she is a fellow SoulCycle instructor, not just a SoulCycle instructor. She's a badass SoulCycle instructor and a dear friend who I just love and adore. Also, BB Squad, if you're out here and you're listening to this episode and you're not riding with Callie in D.C., what are you doing? Get in there. So we're going to talk about your story, which a lot of people may or may not be familiar with, but you had a pretty crazy transition uh, to becoming a SoulCycle instructor. So let's talk about what you were doing before you became an instructor and kind of the giant leap of faith that you took to make it happen and how you made your dreams really into a reality. 
Yeah. I think that a lot of people who maybe like stumble upon me now, because I've been teaching for three years and they come into me like a year later or two years into my teaching, they have no clue what I was doing. So I used to be an elementary ed school teacher. Uh, That's what my degree is in. I taught fifth grade for two years. And before that, I was really struggling with the long-term sub life, like really struggling just to get a full-time job and quickly learned that was not what like was good for me. It was not something I was passionate about. And I just went to work every day with like a pit in my stomach and kids don't deserve that. And it's definitely a profession where you're not there for the money and you're there for truly teaching and something just felt so wrong to me. So, um, right. During that time, I found SoulCycle. It was just something I would do once a week. I would drive 45 minutes every Friday to head down to Bethesda because I'm from Frederick, Maryland. And it was like the thing I was most excited about the entire week. And I was like, yes, I get to go to SoulCycle and just ride and just have fun. And I grew up playing sports. So, you know, basketball was like my main sport. So athletic workouts are something that I'm very much about. And I just kind of like lost myself in that dark room, as I'm sure Victoria has explained on here before. And I was like, this is what I want to do. So yeah, it took me a while. Uh, I talked to Victoria and she really pushed me and was like, you need to do this. I'll talk to you. I got to talk to you. Like, let's get it. And it almost was like, I guess like six months maybe of me. I auditioned three times. And after my, or right before my second audition, I put in my like retirement. It's hilarious. I'm a retired teacher and I'm not even 30 yet. And yeah, so I put it in and I felt this immediate weight lifted off of me. And that's how I knew I was making the right decision, whether I got soul cycle or not. Like I just should not have been teaching anymore. Wow. I mean, let's talk about, there's so much to unpack there, but I mean, how many people out in the world are going to work, like you said, with a pit in their stomach and thinking to themselves, like, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And then how many people realize, like, you know, the hobby, the thing that you did on the side, which is working out and going to a fitness class. And that was like the thing that made you the most excited and and, and brought you the most joy. Um, how many people really connect the dots and say like, okay, just because it brings me joy, does that mean that's the thing I'm supposed to be doing? And a lot of times the answer to that question is yes, but I don't know that people connect that. Mm-hmm. They and connect I think people- those two things. I think they're afraid to because obviously Soul Cycle is a very like not traditional job and I'm fortunate that I had different, you know, I was living at home. I actually had my Instagram, so I was making money at the time. So I made the decision. I was very smart about it. It wasn't something that I was just like, oh, I quit and I have no plans. Like I had to have a solid plan. I care about what my parents think about me. I like sat them down. was like, this is not working. And my sister's a teacher too. So she followed a very straight path. And for me, I just thought that's what I was supposed to do. And I think that's why so many people get wrapped up in not quitting their jobs, not leaving. And I understand fully. It's a privilege. Like I had, it is a privilege that I could do that, but I also busted my ass. Can I cuss on here? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, make, to, to make sure that I was, I was lined up for when that happened. And I'm like the type of person, people like hate it when I like talk to their like little siblings or their cousins. And I'm like, quit your job. I'm like, just follow what feels good to you because in the end you will make it work if you're working hard enough and you want it to work. I don't know. It makes me feel sad for people who have that pit because every Sunday my anxiety was so high before I went back to work that it ruined my entire weekend. Like it was bad. Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
And anxiety is, is really real, but it is, it is something that you can cure. It is something that you can move through and work through, but it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage. And so you built up the courage to take that leap of faith. So you said you auditioned three times. Mm-hmm. And after this, it was before the second audition that you quit your job. Yeah, uh, I really thought um, without getting into like all the details, I was like in a recruit program. So I really thought the second time was like good golden. Like basically I was going to get into that training that fall, which would have been when the school year started. So I, you know, quit that June of that year thinking, oh, I'm good in gravy. And then like, you know, just like life happens, I get hit with a no. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So at that point, I was like at a roadblock where I was like, do I continue to pursue SoulCycle, even though it feels like right now, every answer is telling me no, or do I, you know, pivot and go do something else? And I had a few signs here and there that I was like, nope, this is what I want to do. And like, I'm going to prove to them that they either made a mistake or, I now I believe that it was a timing thing and I just had to trust the process and it made it that much sweeter when I got it because I felt like it was just for me. Isn't that so interesting? Because we can always, I I don't know if I've talked about this before on the podcast, but um, it was Steve Jobs, I believe, who said, you can only connect the dots looking backwards. You can't connect the dots looking forwards. Mm. So it's like, it's the hindsight that's always 2020. And I feel like that's such a triggering thing to say these days. Hindsight is 2020, but it is. Right. Um, and, and, and you only understand it looking backwards. And so it's like, you know, it's crazy how you must've felt so incredibly let down that second time and like completely crushed because you gave up what you had going on. You took this leap of faith and you're like, here I am out on a limb, giving it everything I have. And, and then it didn't work out to feel Mm -hmm. so crushed, like just the massive amounts of courage that you had to, to keep going. And so many people, um, I think, give up. And so, I mean, I don't know if you feel still proud of yourself to this day, but, you know, you, what you said was was so true, which is that, you know, you look back and you understand the timing of it all now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely important. And I am still proud of myself. I don't give myself credit. I, I truly forget about my life as a teacher. Like, I just completely forget about that because life moves so fast. And, you know, I'm like in the nitty gritty of my schedule, but it is something I'm extremely proud of. And it's something that, I just was, I think I was 26 at the time. And I was like, I'm so young and so miserable. Why am I just sitting around just letting this be my life when I can actually make a change and do it? And I, and I'm just the type of person where we'll touch on it later. Obviously, it's like a theme in my life where if something isn't serving me, like I fully believe like you just have to let it go and work your butt off to make something new happen. I couldn't agree more. And I also want to say to anyone out there, I have found when it comes to age, it continues to be true. Like, I always thought I would have those feelings exclusively in my 20s. I think it happened. I think it's, I don't think it's exclusive to our 20s either. I think it's, you know, harder certainly as you get older and you're, you're married and you have kids and, and all of those other responsibilities and obligations, but people make changes all the time. So that's just for any, just a sidebar for anyone out there listening who is not 26 when she made that decision, just so that everyone can relate. Like, no matter who you are, no matter how, how old you are, um, and what, phase of your life you're in, you can choose to make a change anytime you want to. And that's just a sidebar that I feel like mm-hmm. is important to, to recognize yeah. as well. I think that because I made that decision when I was 26, it's preparing me for the rest of my life to be bold enough and courageous enough, like you said, to make those decisions if it like comes into my head or if I feel it. 
So I'm ha- I'm happy yeah. that I did that. And like you said to anybody listening out there, if you have that pull like on your heart or in your life or just something feels so off, like I am fully the person that's going to tell you that you just need to go with it because it's probably the right decision. Right. Right. I can't remember. I always, now that I like, and then maybe you can relate, but now that, now that I have a podcast, I think about like little tidbits or like little stories. And I'm like, I don't know if I've already told this story or not. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, Go for it. But I'm going to tell it now anyway. So whatever. Do you remember at SoulCycle when we, I don't know if you were around at this point, but if not, you might've been riding at this point, who knows, um, when we had smart water? Yes, of course. Okay. So I give this analogy to my life coaching clients all of the time. So when SoulCycle began 15 years ago, uh, we had smart water and that was the water that was available for purchase for every uh, rider who rode all over the country. So at a certain point, we changed from smart water to Fiji water. Now, Mm -hmm. Callie, I don't know if you remember this, but all hell broke loose. Like literally people were freaking out. Do you remember that? Yes. It was when I was going through training, we switched to Fiji. So I like had just become an instructor. Yes. Okay. People were losing their shit. They were acting as if we were closing our doors. People were going insane. They started making memes on the internet. People were just like, had they were so up in arms about the fact that we were changing mm-hmm. from smart water to Fiji water, okay? Acting as if Fiji water is some poo-poo water that's like totally <laughs> shitty. It's amazing, obviously. Um, and so I tell this story to my life coaching clients because now, and hell, now we're on like our third iteration of water. We're on flow water. So like, I mean, whatever. But I tell this story because I'm always like, whenever there's giant, massive change in our lives or it feels that way, Mm -hmm. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, and I tell myself this too. I'm like, oh, this is just smart water in Fiji water. This is no big (laughs) deal. I'm like, it's just It's just smart water and Fiji water. Like it's a thing that feels like a really big deal right now. But like at Mm -hmm. a certain point in my life, it's not going to matter at all. It's going to be a blip in the radar and it's not going to matter literally at all. So I'm like, oh, it's just smart water and Fiji water. (laughs) Wait, I'm obsessed with that and I'm going to start using it. Oh, for anybody who's in my orbit who knows about the smart water and Fiji water, I'm going to just start saying that. That's so amazing. I love it. Yeah. But I mean, and and I and I uh, that popped into my head because you said you would use that courage that you had once in your life to leave something to move to something else. Like in any, you know, later on in your life when you need to make a, a big decision, you're gonna be like, okay, you forget about it that you were ever an, a teacher. Uh, but it's like you can remember it when the hard stuff comes along, and you're right like, when okay. you need to, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. So now you're three years in and kicking ass, and you know, really just like. <laughs> making your your way out in the world and and so you i guess what you said before is one reason that you were able to do that is because you had a side hustle going and so your mm-hmm. side hustle was Instagram you were a part of the BBG community for those who don't know it was a workout fitness community um that Callie was a part of back in the day 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 <laughs> um and she built a pretty um not laughable size of uh Instagram followers. So that was what fueled this decision or fueled you still making money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. So recently you did something that a lot of people would think is unthinkable. So let's talk about the most recent thing that you've done. 
Yeah. Do you want me to explain it? Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Um, yeah. So obviously Victoria explained my old Instagram, still touching in there for a few final brand deals. And then I'm officially going to put the clothes on at Cali house underscore, which used to be CalFit life. If you know me from my former life. And I had been thinking about it pretty much all summer to completely start a new Instagram and start fresh and build from the ground up all over again, because Oh gosh, there's so many reasons and I don't know if like we'll get into it, but mentally my quote unquote big Instagram was just not serving me and it brought me way more stress and anxiety than it did joy anymore. And that's not what it used to feel like for me. So I like knew the huge difference and I just thought to myself, is this worth it? anymore. It just really didn't feel worth it. And I think a lot of people, like when I would tell people, they'd be like, Oh my God, you have over a hundred K. Like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, you have no idea like what goes into it. And then mentally, like how it just like breaks me down. There's so much comparison online and I've definitely fall into that. And I was like, you know what? I just want to start fresh of exactly where I am in my life right now and what makes me happy. And if I've done it once before, I can do it again. And even if it's not as big and huge and whatever, I can sleep well at night knowing that I don't have something hanging over my head like I'm a failure or, you know, a loser. Not that I felt like a loser, but I, that, that fear of failure really just, I was so sick of feeling it. And yeah, so I said, let's, let's start over and let's do it. And I feel very happy about the decision most days. That, yeah, that's good. I mean, she abandoned an account that has 103K followers to completely start over, start fresh, start new. And there is, so much to be said for that. I mean, for for those who don't understand kind of the and to have that many followers, I, I can't necessarily relate to. But um, it is like you're com- it's completely running a business. You're completely running a business when you're creating content every day, you're doing brand partnerships, you're you've been pumping out content that looks and feels the same for year for so many years. And the audience that you have amassed expects a certain thing out of you. There's a certain expectation from you. Um, so to walk away from those expectations, to walk away from the pressure and say to yourself, like, I want to create, I want to do something different that I want to create that's mine. Mm-hmm. Um and it's always been yours. It just morphed over time into something that was too much work, I guess. It wasn't even the work necessarily. It just, I, so I'm full-time at SoulCycle. So it's not that influencing was my full-time job ever. And when I, you know, hit the ground running at Soul, I really, that's where my work ethic was going. So a lot of Instagram was on the back burner. So as anybody knows who actually is in the content creating world, like the second the algorithm gets mad at you, you know, you're kind of screwed. And then over time, like I just was like, you know what, this isn't my priority, like post here and there, like whatever. And as Victoria said, like it gets really stale and repetitive and you go through these ruts of not being creative. And that was one of the biggest things for me. And like, no matter what, I'm a creative person. I have been since I was young. And my Instagram, when I started, had no clue it was going to be what it was. And I'm so grateful that it was because without it, I wouldn't have found so many things in my life. But I I didn't have that fun anymore of like just creating a, like taking a pretty picture and liking it and posting it. It always had to be this deep, like my big, big long captions and like 
what does the caption match the photo and the whatever? And I just was like, you know what? We're in 2021. Everyone loves an aesthetic. At least I do. And I'm like, I just want to take pictures that I like. I want my feed to be beautiful. And I don't want every picture to be of me or there were so many things I was looking at. And I was just like, oh, like what inspires me? And every person I like looked at or everything on like Pinterest, whatever, it was that style that I'm now doing on my new Instagram. Yeah. And to a lot of people, this might sound silly, but I, I just stick with us. Like, I think the important question is that you asked yourself, what inspires you? Yeah, for sure. And so then you just started creating things that inspire you. And I, I mean, I can totally relate. And I think a lot of people might be able to relate. I don't know, but, um, it, I, I can't, I couldn't post a picture of clouds in the sky. I couldn't post that. Exactly. I have two options. It is either completely pivot my bigger Instagram to what I'm doing now on my new Instagram, which is so different. And just, it's just different that everyone following me would be confused or annoyed. Or once again, I would just be pushed further down in the algorithm and never seen. And I couldn't handle that because the way I see it, I still want to be an influencer and I'm still, I still want to have this influence on people because I love sharing my story. I love helping girls. Like I just love helping women and it's, it's fun to share your life. And I was like, so I could do that and just have less and less people see me, or I could go over to this new thing, start completely fresh, feel like renewed and inspired and creative and have the people come over who actually care about seeing my stuff. And that was the other thing with the other Instagram is it just felt like there was, there was just such a disconnect over there that I was like, nope, I want the people who are supporting me, Callie, not me, CalFit Life, not me, the Soul Cycle instructor, not me, big Instagram Callie, because I'm sure you've ran into this too, Victoria, because you do have a big following. I know you said you can't relate, but you do. That people love to judge you. People love to watch you. They don't like to support you. And I know that sounds mm-hmm. kind of negative, but it's it's the reality of the world. It's the reality of social media. And I was like, you know what? I don't need that anymore. So let's just start now. Yeah. And it, I mean, that is true. I think that's true for so many people. There's, you have to pay attention to who's clapping when you fail, to who mm-hmm. is like, I don't know, there's, a, there's some kind of quote. I'm not getting it right. But there's a lot of people who are nice to your face, who are not nice to you behind your back. Mm-hmm. It happens. Yeah, and it, a lot. Yeah. And that's life. That That's life. And I'm not naive to that. And that's not why I started a new Instagram. But I was just you know, like, you know, this, this isn't where I'm making my full time money. This isn't, this is an end all be all if Instagram ended, and I, I can't depend on it the way I used to, like, for the validation and the whatever. And yes, I'm still trying to grow like that's my goal. But I don't think that's shallow to say this is something I've done for five and a half years. Like, it, it's just it's interesting how people see social media, how people see cr- like influencers, content creators, um, and they think they know everything about you. And then they really don't. They see blips of your day and your personality and different things that you do. But yeah, it was definitely a very stressful decision, but I'm happy that I made it. Yeah. I mean, it seems that way. I mean, I think it's sometimes we have to make choices in our lives so that we can show up as actually show up as our most authentic version of ourselves. And mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, you made that difficult decision, decision, which kind of weighed on you for a while. And then now you have this opportunity to really show up as authentically as possible. And there's nothing mm-hmm. better than that. Mm-hmm. Totally. There's nothing and I that don't... feels better than to just authentically be yourself. 
Yeah. And I just don't want anybody to ever think that I wasn't being real on that one or I'm not being real on this one. Like my whole thing is about being real. And I love that. And I love when the feedback is like, oh, why do you follow me? And people are like, it's because you're real and relatable. Like that's what I love. And I I don't like when that gets uh, misunderstood. It, I really, like, I really get upset when people don't understand that, but you know, I just have to take it with what it is and move on. So if people don't think this new aesthetic me is real, it's, it's what makes me happy. So that's all that matters. Right. Doing the things that make you happy and just having fun with it again. Yeah. Like, I feel like I see you on TikTok and you're like, you're having fun. <laughs> oh God. TikTok. And just like yeah. really being yourself. Yeah. Who knows? Literally, you know? who knows? Mm-hmm. It, it, de- it definitely took a Nobody- pressure off of people like expecting something of you. And I'm like, nope, I'm going to show you now what to expect because we're in a, we're in a new wave, people. Yeah. I love it. Um, and so that really, I guess, helped your mental health a lot. Completely. Like I, I just don't have this weird thing hanging over me anymore of just comparison. And I don't know. It's it's just interesting. It, it just took that number, like the number changing for me really took that away because I know it sounds shallow, but numbers are literally your job when you're an influencer or social media analytics insights, everything. So when I got to take that away and be like, oh, I just don't feel that weight anymore. It it just, it was worth it. It was worth it for me to literally go to sleep at night and not stress all day long about what's my post, what's my caption, what's going on. Like the world's not going to end if I'm off Instagram for a day. Oh no, no, it it most (laughs) certainly is not. Luckily, I just, I still feel like I treat my Instagram the same as I did when I had no followers because I just don't, don't, for some reason it never... I don't know. I feel like I've never really cared as much. I don't know why, but no, but that's, and you just ebbs and flows. Yeah. I think like you and my other one, like you grew because of who you are and what you were doing and you were enjoying it and you were happy. Like I grew to a hundred K literally through BBG and fitness because it's what excited me and I hated teaching. So that's like what I did on the side to make me happy. And now it's just, I'm happy at soul. And now I'm happy creating like beautiful things that I like. So it all comes down to happiness. Well, you should keep doing that because I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Keep creating beautiful things that you like. Um, <laughs> and then, so also, I don't know if you knew I was going to bring this up or not, but um, oh, Miss Callie House, you sent in an audition tape recently. <laughs> I did. Let's Good talk Lord. about it. Let's talk what about is, it. What is my life recently? So over COVID, I was watching TV as we all were, binging TV shows. No, I didn't watch any TV. No, no. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm like, wow, you're very zen. No. uh, And stumbled back on Survivor, watched it when I was younger. And it's one of those things where you watch it and you're just like, could I do this? And I think everybody who watches the show sits and thinks that. And then the crazy people like me are like, maybe I could actually do this. So yeah, I sat down and filmed a three minute video to send it to Jeff Probst and the CBS team and uh, applied to be on Survivor. So if I disappear in a few months for a month, I'm on some island in Fiji. Wow. Wow. Let's bring it all the way back around with Fiji water. (laughs) Oh, that's, I love it. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm like so looking forward to that. I'm hoping that that happens. I'm like fingers crossed for you. Um, could you imagine? Yeah, you're like super, super. Yeah, I could imagine. It'd be so freaking dope. Are you starting to train now? Like, what are you doing to prepare? I mean, I feel I like, th- like, like, I know you're a big at manifesting. 
So yeah. like, we can't just write it in a journal though. Like you got to start to write down, like, how are you prepping? What, what are you doing to prepare? I mean, I, so I follow um, a few girls who were on Survivor who actually are very open about like their tips and all this stuff. So it's funny when people like ask me stuff, I'm like, you don't understand. Like I know a lot of details about how Survivor works and like the day-to-day life there. But the one girl, she legit like for like two weeks before, like only ate like rice and coconut and like only one meal a day. And I'm like, um, so to me, it goes either way. It's like, do you fatten yourself up before you go? Or, mm. and I'm like, watch me get eliminated day one. And I like gain a bunch of weight. Or do you like do what she did, which is kind of like train your body to not eat as much. So TBD, I think there's How a How long did lot- she make it? That's the question. She well, she made it to top four. That girl, the one who um, okay, so then there's your answer. You you do what she did. <laughs> I know. I like Loki. Like one day, like message her on Instagram. I was like, God, I bet so many people do. So I didn't. But there's so many rounds of casting and callbacks that I was like, okay, if I get a one callback, then I'll actually start thinking about like working on balance and stuff with my personal trainer on because that's like what a lot of the challenges are, and probably like work on my swimming and. Yeah. I, it's weird to think about, but then people keep coming up to me and they're like, I think you're going to get it. And I'm, and then I get scared and I'm like, but then I have to do it, (laughs) but we'll see. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding? Yeah. Then you have to do it. Like, hell yeah. That would be the sickest thing ever. Oh my gosh. I just hope you get on there. Cause I just want to watch. I want to, what, I don't even know what day of the week it comes on, but I want to just like make popcorn and drink a Coca-Cola and watch you just do the shit. <laughs> Literally Wednesdays, just me losing my mind. Like talk about anxiety. Like you're on an Island for a month and you can't trust anybody. Like uh, God knows how I'd be in the situation, but I was like, Oh, just like a fun challenge. A say I did it. And B most of the people who go on it, say it's like one of the best experiences of their life. So I'm not an outdoor gal, which is even the we- weirder thing that I applied, but there are a bunch of people get on that show who are not outdoor people, outdoorsy people. And I just want to do like the competitions and I want to see if I could actually do like the, the strategic part of the game. Who knows? Okay. Next question about that is, did you say that in your audition tape that you're not outdoorsy? I didn't, but I should have. There are so many things looking back that I'm like, God, uh, because I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just like spewed on and on, but I did bring up social media. Cause I was like, well, everyone's like, you need to bring up social media. Cause they're going to want like viewers. So I was like, oh, God, pimp myself out for this, I guess. But you know, I should have said that so many things, right? Whatever. No, in <laughs> hindsight is 2020. You said all the things you were supposed to say. Don't even worry. I'll about send, that. I'll send in a new tape. I'll be like, hi, you didn't get enough of me. I'm not outdoorsy. <laughs> Hello. And then I would like you to also know that I am not outdoorsy. Um, Fun fact is for in the same kind of realm of things, I made it to the finals for the amazing race once and like went, you had to go, I had to go to this hotel and you quarantine for like an entire week and not quarantine as we all know it. It was very different. We were, you have to quarantine because there's other people in the hotel who would potentially also be on the show and they probably do survive Mm -hmm. the same way. So I did this out in California um, and I'd always wanted to be on the amazing race, like always wanted to be on the amazing race. And I love that show so much. So we made an audition tape, sent in the whole thing and then, yeah, made it to the finals, uh, but didn't ultimately get cast on the show, uh, which sucks, but yeah. Wait, who was your Crazy. partner going to be? Uh, my ex-boyfriend. Oh my gosh. Which is probably why we didn't make it on the show. Thank God. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. No, CBS and Survivor are like the same, like 
casting people, I think. So they pull a lot of people from Amazing Race to Survivor. So maybe Amazing Race. It will is see my true. Tape. I have. It's possible. I have. Um, so Kim Perfetto, she was a Soul Cycle instructor, and she was mm-hmm. also on the Amazing Race. The reason she made it on the Amazing Race was because her brother John um, applied to Survivor. Or, I don't know. They something something happened where it was they she applied or he applied to uh, a survivor, and then they ended up being teammates or something. I don't even really know, but it was someone that applied originally to Survivor, and then mm-hmm. she ended up on the Amazing Race or something. I don't even know, but yeah, yeah. They, they. I guess they, I've made they, it to a lot of finals of shows. So Remember when cool. I made it to the finals of the Bachelor? Bachelor, God, thank God you didn't have to do that. Whose yep. season would that have been? Was it Peter? It would have been Pilot Pete's season. Oh, yeah. Thank God for you. And there were like three Victorias on that season. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I no. remember. I mean, I think the reason that it didn't happen is because I'm, I'm like in the finals and like in the interview process. And I remember I said I was in Chicago doing an interview and uh, which a lot of people don't know because I didn't tell anyone. I was like, I'm completely quiet about it. And so like, nobody even knew I went to Chicago, I think. So I'm in Chicago and I'm doing this interview and they're like, so, you know, it's all the people. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I would go on the show if it was anyone, except if it's Pilot Pete. I was like, I'm really just not interested in him at all. So, oh my <laughs> and then God. he ended up being The Bachelor and I obviously did not end up going on the show, but yeah. Oh, wow. That's a trust the process yeah, moment. Just- That's crazy. It would have been funny if they put you on mm-hmm. and then he was The Bachelor, but you wouldn't not been into it. So it's fine. Wow. That's oh, my crazy. God. No. I was like, ugh. I did not <laughs> think. I thought he was like a child, like a man baby. And he's not even yeah. he's just a child. I was like, no, thank and you. He still is. Not interested. So. Yep. There we go. There you have it. So getting back on track because we like yeah. obviously had a friend moment and just like went all the way off the rails <laughs> talking about other things. But um, yeah, so – from being an elementary school teacher to becoming a soul cycle instructor to abandoning an Instagram account at 103k, which so many people would be like mind blown about, um, but I think it makes total sense to me personally. I completely understand it, um, and I love the version of Callie that I get to see, uh, who is more so the version of Callie that I feel like I actually know um, on your new Instagram account. I feel like I actually get to see her like all the time now, which is like mm-hmm. so great. Lastly, I guess I just want to touch on, you know, when you made that change, I think, or I know I've heard you say, you know, there were some haters and, you know, trolls and naysayers and kind of want to touch on that, like what other people's opinions, you know, were in this decision and then, you know, how you dealt with it. Oh, wow. Don't we all have haters at some point in our lives? And I mean, you, you, I get it. You sign yourself up for it when you're putting your whole life out there and you know that. And I've been so fortunate over the like past five and a half years of quote unquote influencing that I very rarely get hate and negative comments, which is great. So that's awesome. But they like to sneak in. And unfortunately, it's like that one negative comment or DM that you get obviously like sticks in your head over like a hundred nice ones. And, you know, making this transition, it's funny. I would have thought that people would have been so like, this is amazing. This is great. Like, I'm so happy for you, which was the majority of the people. They were like, I'm so proud of you. That had to be a really hard decision, which it was. And it just makes me feel really good that those people are ones that I know are people who, like you said, are clapping for me. And I know those are people who actually support me because with 
this job and with influencing, there are definitely people in your life who like to take advantage of you. They like to use you, get things out of you, literally just because of your Instagram follower number. And honestly, it's so nice to kind of start that over again. So I don't feel that weird. Like, what's your intention with actually taking a picture with me? What's your intention with actually wanting to like hang out with me or this, this or this? Because I was very naive to that for a while. And um, so yes, overwhelmingly support. However, there have definitely been some people who like to think that the new me is a faker wannabe poser version of me. I don't really know. I've, I've gotten a few DMs and I'm just like, eh. but it's funny because you, someone who knows me is like, oh my God, I get to see you. And haters are very interesting. And I've been constantly reminded by great friends in my life that those are people who are unhappy. They're jealous. They're, they have their own issues. And you have to remember that as hard as it is. Sometimes you have to remember that it is a them thing, not a you thing. And if you feel confident in the choices you're making, if you feel happy in what you're doing, at the end of the day, someone who most of the time is coming through a screen and saying these things to you, they just don't matter. They would never say it to your face, most likely. And it... I have to remind myself that. And normally I just don't deal with it. You know, I'm sure you've gotten some messages that it is just best to ignore, block, get out, like you're not needed here. But sometimes when people try to, A, give me advice that really upsets me because I'm like, you just don't know me. Or B, when they are kind of attacking me personally, that's when I find the need to step in and be like, you know what, let me set you straight for a second because you can't just continue your behavior like this. And maybe I'll save the next person you're about to troll. But I I get a little hot-headed sometimes. But I think it's important <laughs> just to know that everyone's not everybody is going to like you and you have to be okay with that, no matter how amazing or great you are and like how well-intentioned you are as a person, there's still going to be somebody who wants to see you fail, who doesn't want to support you, who will talk shit, whatever. And you just have to be like, you know what? That's your problem. I'm staying in my lane. I'm happy. I'm confident. And you can deal with your own issues because it's just not worth it. That was so long-winded. I'm so sorry, but it's a little fresh for me. So I'm a no little- need to, no <laughs> need to apologize. I, I thought that was like the, the, those were like the best sound bites. I'm like, yes, exactly. I think that's like what we all need to hear. And, and, and I think everybody deals with it. Some people deal with it on the other side of a screen. Some people deal with it with coworkers at work and right, right to their damn face. Sometimes they deal with it from no one, from people not saying anything at all. But like one thing I feel like I experience so often is like, people who are afraid to troll, but instead they just throw their negative energy your way. Yeah. And like, like it takes no backbone and no spine to, to troll on the internet, but then it takes even less backbone to just throw negative energy and ice someone out and like Mm -hmm. not leaving you feel like you don't even understand why or what you did wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that happens a lot with coworkers. People experience that at work a lot. And you're like, well, what Mm -hmm. did I do? But like, it's exactly, it always boils down to the exact same thing that you just said is like nine times out of 10, it has way more to do with them and what's going on in their life than it has anything to do with you and what's Mm -hmm. going on in your life. Yeah. And I can, I can sit here and 
I know I can sit here and like preach that to you and all your listeners, but it's funny because this is what my friends have to tell me when I'm having those moments, because it's hard. It's really, really hard to just listen to somebody tell you something negative about yourself. Or like you said, just bring negative energy your way. And you're just like, where is this coming from? Because Victoria, I know you are a very nice person. And I know that you and I both have dealt with people in the past and it's really hard because you just like, you want to be well-liked and you want people to just understand you. And sometimes I think, I mean, when you were on our podcast, Emily said it, but she was like, people just can misunderstand you and I. And I think that's why we get, we just are very similar and I love it and I love you. And you just Mm -hmm. have to, I'm getting too old for this shit. And I I just am like, you know, I want to be happy. And if you're going to get in the way of that, then I'm going to unfortunately just have to leave you over there. So yeah, I don't know if that made sense, but it made perfect sense. And it's exactly my, my feeling, my feeling all, everything you said, I agree completely. (laughs) Um, so one last question for you today is what is one piece of advice that you would give your younger self? I knew you were going to ask this and I still wasn't ready. Um, it's funny because normally I would just, you know, no, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go with my first answer, which is just trust your gut. Good. It's about everything. I know it's so basic and so simple and I'm happy in my older self version to know that I'm doing that. But obviously there are all choices that we make when we're younger that if you just listen to what your heart was saying, what your gut was saying, you you weren't going to be steered the wrong way. And I just think gut instinct is so important in every decision you make in your life, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a job, whether it's this thing you order for lunch, like it's just, you just got to trust your gut. Amen. I love that. (laughs) Um, Okay. So where can people find you on this new Instagram account? I know. I thank you so much for having me. I feel like it's like giving me a nice little platform to talk about it because a lot of people don't understand what the hell's going on. But on Instagram, I am yeah. now at Callie X House, like the letter X. And on TikTok, I'm just Callie House. Where else am I? I'm also on YouTube, Callie House. People stumble across me on there all the time when they type in Soul Cycle. It's funny. And I will, oh, and I have a podcast at A Little Bit Crazy Podcast with my best friend. And Victoria was our very first guest and she crushed it. And everyone clearly loves you because it's one of our most listened episodes. I love that. Yeah. I want everyone to go out and listen to the A Little Bit Crazy podcast. Check that out. Um, Yeah. We didn't even get into podcast stuff, I guess, because I don't even, I just, most of the time I just felt like I was talking to having a conversation with a friend the whole time. I forgot we were even recording a podcast just now. Those are the best ones. Um, yeah. So she's, yeah, I know, right? She's got a pod. She's soul cycle instructor. She's doing it all, you guys. Um, and a kick ass new Instagram account at Callie X House. So Callie House in the building. Uh, make sure you guys follow her, you know, or don't, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we just want the right people coming along, the good people. There it is. So, which I, I, mm-hmm. I have to assume everybody on listening is a good person. So, I agree. Um, anyway. Thanks for being on. You are awesome. Thanks for sharing your heart. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, guys, Victoria is the best. She's half the reason that I feel like I was able to take a chance on myself at SoulCycle. You were the, one of the first people to ever put me on their podium, even if it was for like the last two songs. I'll never forget it. And you just have such a kind heart. And I just hope all your listeners know that. So just wanted to say it. <laughs> That's very sweet. And the feeling is mutual. So thank you so much. Thank you. Woohoo! 
And that is a wrap. It was so awesome having Callie on today. Uh, I think like the biggest takeaway for me at the end of this episode or the last half is really just understanding that there will always be people who have something to say about the things that we choose to do in our lives. And the truth of the matter is people out there, there's 7 billion people on the planet, right? So people out there are going to have something to say if you do nothing at all. And they're going to have something, there's going to be other groups of people who will have something to say if you do do something in your life, change something or don't change something. There's always going to be someone who has something to say about something that you're doing. And so the point is just do what you want to do. Do whatever it is that you want to do, because if you know that someone's going to talk no matter what, then you might as well live your life for you and do things the way that you want to do them. Even if other people don't understand, they don't need to, right? And we can show up as the most authentic versions of ourselves when we forget about other the approval of others and just do what feels good. So I want to thank Callie for being on today for really just kind of driving that point home and all the shifts that she's made in her life and twists and turns and jumps and leaps of faith that led her to where she is today. And I think it's a pretty inspiring episode and I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, follow Callie on her new Instagram account um, at Callie X House. And then also, you guys know the drill. If you're not following uh, me, please do so at Victoria Brown. Follow the pod handle at Very Best Self. Uh, what else? Like, review, subscribe. It's much appreciated. It means the world to me. Uh, and lastly, please share this with someone you love. That's that's it for you for today, guys. I will see you guys next week. Thanks so much. 